tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own explosive entertainment. Explosive entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall and Mike Langser. Mastering Mitzvahs, I think this is episode 58, if I recall correctly. It is, because I did last week. Nice, I missed last week, uh, but I, I tuned in. It was awesome. You guys had Big Daddy, uh, the one and only Sean McKee. And uh, it, w- it was actually very cool for me to be enjoying the podcast from my home and listening and not actually uh, as a uh, presenter. So, uh, gentlemen, how's everybody doing? We're doing, man. Another another week in uh, in the trenches out here in Manalpin. Coming to you guys from uh, Manalpin, New Jersey, in the comforts of my backyard today, taking the show outside. So if you're watching, got a little bit of uh, actual sunlight. So it's nice to be outside a little bit. And Dylan's still in the same position that he's been in there. every other Dylan time. Dylan hasn't moved in, in a month. <laughs> uh, I did add a uh, a picture over there. I realized that my home office is like just so gross. So I started adding some stuff. The best part is that nobody knows because your head is literally right in front of you. You actually have to do right. it for us to see it. Um, no, there is a very real butt cheek mark in my chair. Like, I think I can write off an office chair, but like, I'm going to need a new one after this whole pandemic kind of settles through. <laughs> Yo, uh, my- shout out to Ron Brown. What up, Ron Brown? Good to see you, buddy. Thanks for checking in. Um, okay, so uh, as taskmaster of today, um, I think that it's kind of a grab bag of all kinds of different information. Um, I've gotten some inform- uh, rather feedback from clients and, per- and industry professionals over the last few weeks um, on our podcast, basically saying, hey, it's been a bit since you covered what is new with the COVID-19 pandemic and how you've been responding to it. Right. So it's going to be uh, a little bit of, of each of those things. Um, I know... For me, the one thing that stayed stays true thus far has been our clients and our families have been great. I think that's that's key. Our clients and families have been great. Um, with that said, we are starting to see you know rollover of cancellations because at least in the Philadelphia area, all Pennsylvania schools have been you know canceled for the year. Right. So that has been more of a catalyst to drive our May and June clients to start rescheduling. And here's what I can say with our May and June clients, they've been super flexible. They have taken our advice of looking at Fridays, Sundays, and different times. And those clients who want a very specific date were willing to mend their MC or their talent. So I think that this is kind of my thank you for, working with us because it's it's we're, we're navigating in uh, uncharted waters here um and I, I mean we talk every day guys but uh what, what is, is new like in, or not <laughs> i mean i i ignore you guys like half the time every other time i just silence you uh what is new in your world of covid19 as it re- as it pertains to bar and bar uh you know I, I think that right now what people are finding and what I'm getting, you know, from, from clients, from, you know, people in the community is that this is obviously something that is happening, whether we like it or not, we're, we're out of the, Oh my God, we need toilet paper. Oh my God. There's no hand sanitizer. Like 
we get it. Like it's happening. Now it's at a point where I think people have accepted the fact and, and should be getting into the process of accepting the fact that life is going on, obviously. And, you know, this event is coming. This is this is being, um, you know, done, uh, whether, you know, whether it's a perfect case scenario or it's not. So um, I, we are I am um, and I know you guys are, too. People are starting to reach out a little bit more. Clients are starting to come to the surface and say, hey, you know, let's dive into maybe a video call or uh, let's get some ideas together on a theme or an idea or a brand for the day. So I think um, now what I'm starting to see and what you know we're starting to see is that clients are coming around and, and, and moving forward and starting to put, uh, put things into action. Mike, yeah. what about you? What's new in your world of COVID-19? Uh, definitely a, a level of acceptance. But I sent an email out to our team on Monday that I felt like Monday was kind of our pivot point. You know, Passover has now passed. Easter is now passed. And there's starting to be some positivity in other states of uh, states relaxing the social distancing. And New Jersey is, is one of the stricter states because we have one of the more uh, higher number of cases. But I'm starting to see some positivity. Jordan said kind of uh, an acceptance level. Um, so yeah, this is kind of the norm. Um, I also read a very interesting article this morning, uh, that was shared by an industry friend and it was kind of a plea to clients to understand that we are impacted like the restaurants, you know, you hear nationally people feel bad for restaurants, but you don't hear the, you know, national cry. Oh my God, DJs are hurting. And it was really an interesting article because it talks so much about, you know, hey, we're human too. We have families. We have mortgages. And in a lot of cases, we're not um, capable of getting the uh, government-backed programs. And just based on the uniqueness of our industry, you know, there's some months that we're really busy. There's some months that we're slow. We've got a lot right. of gig work. Which, um, so, you know, all that said – Dylan, like you, I want to thank our clients because I don't think we've gotten much pushback at all. I, you know, I, I do hear a lot of industry talk about pushback, but we haven't. Um, and I know I'm a little lengthy here on my answer to your question, but ah, no, you're I, okay. I had an amazing conversation last night with a, a bride, and I know this is a mitzvah podcast, but um, this Jewish? is a, uh, no, not Jewish. Ah, I thought uh, I'd at least get you in one category. Negative, but you know, she was. So cool, so understanding, and you know, she asked all the right questions. You know, her wedding is this October, and what if it can't happen? And what are the delays going to be like? Um, you know, but there, it brought me a sense of breath, uh, a fresh air, to knowing that I'm speaking to somebody new, somebody excited, and uh, just really all good stuff. And you know, what the funny thing is, too, Mike, and just a, one last little comment is that people are also noticing. I think our position, like we've been very uh, visual. During this time, we've been, you know, broadcasting and socially, you know, putting our our streams out, whether it's DJing live, whether it's our fundraisers, whether it was our virtual showcase we did last week. So I think people are are also appreciative of all the love, the happiness, the excitement, like the, the good vibes that we're bringing. And it's making their conversation with us easier. So I, I think that, you know, our our ability to be in people's faces at this time when it's needed properly has, has really helped out. Wow, what a great segue into the recap from uh, something that's historic for us. Take it away, Dale. Uh, our showcast. <clears throat> our virtual showcast was last Wednesday night. Um, and 
speaking of showcast, uh, one of our showcast winners, Jennifer Goldstein, uh, she won a prize by watching the showcast. Nice. So thank you. Jennifer, uh, there you go. Shout out to you, girl. Pew, pew, um, pew, pew, pew. Uh, so because of that's that, excitement, by the way, that, that is excitement. And that's for the QSC one later. Come on, man. Relax. Um, I think that it was a great success. Uh, it was a huge learning curve for us to produce something like that. And it came from a, a wild idea, but the feedback that I got from at least my side of the woods and, and you guys will comment as well yeah. is that I'm so glad that you did it. It was good information, if not new information. And my favorite part about it, it was that you put all of your MCs up there in a non-performance way. Which brings me to, I think, my number one takeaway from the showcast is that when you are booking an entertainer, like them on both fronts, love them on both fronts, love them on the microphone, and then love them as a person when they can just sit down and talk to you. I don't know. Uh, I think that that's, that's really big. Uh, Mike, what do you think? I thought it was so real. Like... There's there's not a better word to describe what we did. It was real. There was nothing pre-rehearsed about it. There was nothing phony about it. It was as sincere as it could possibly be. And it was truly done from the comforts of all of our own homes. Uh, you know, so it, it was a little bit of an insight indirectly of everybody's reality. Yep. Uh, you know, nobody got dressed up. Everybody was kind of in their casual clothes. You know, I... A couple times in my hey, daughter. Speak for yourself, all right? Did you get your uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I showered. I showered beforehand. Well, I'm growing out hair. So yeah, I, you're growing hair, Mikey. You're on a whole other level. This is kind of, everybody else is shaving their head for this <laughs> pandemic, and I'm like, I'm just growing it out. Why not? That's it. <laughs> uh, I love the I love the um, the showcast for another reason. Also, I think it technically challenged us as a company to. Work, work towards the pursuit of perfecting a new product. Um, and I think people were able to see that in real time. You know, it was uh, new technology that we've only been tinkering with for the last month and really the last couple of weeks taking the tinkering to another level. Um, to be able to do a showcase of that magnitude with 10 different people dialing in from different places um, was awesome. And, and, you know, we will admit there were some technical glitches that were not on our end. It was, you know, uh, weak internet signals at people's houses and things of that sort. But the way that we were able to pick up the pieces, I think that's a testament to us as entertainers that, you know, the show must go on and, and look, if you're at a gig and something happens, you pick up the pieces and you run with it. And this was the right. same concept just digitally online. Awesome. Uh, that's a really good point. Uh, I was talking with an industry pro, um, who was just giving me his takeaways on it. And he basically said, my favorite part about it from a professional standpoint is the amount of redundancy that we had in the showcast. And I think that really just comes with the fact that that's the way that we roll. We're going to have a backup plan. We're going to have a contingency plan. We're going to have extra staff ready to roll. Um, like there were parts of it that weren't in our script or in our plan. And no one on the outside would have known that that is, that was a different idea. Right. So um, I think that that's a, a really important thing to note is that, you know, having that level of redundancy, both in on this side of it, the digital platform, but also knowing that that's kind of in our DNA as a company. And it should be in the DNA of all of the vendors that you work with. 
Right. Ask the question, what is the contingency plan? What is the redundancy plan? What happens when things go wrong? I want to – before we jump – I think you're moving to the next topic. But before you go there – I'd like to give my input before you move to the next topic. Hang on. Yeah. I, <laughs> that, that separates the men from the boys. And that's the difference of you know where we might be going with this. You know, right. we, kind of, we kind of alluded that uh, streaming from events is going to become a reality. That's the difference of grandpa sitting there with his iPhone just Facebook-living it. Or having high-end equipment and and staff to handle it, you know that, you know redundancy is is man, you can't you can't fix these things if you're not planned for it appropriately. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Mike. You guys are all hitting the nail on the head to tie a bow on the, on the topic. That's actually what I was going to get into. Is that I loved everything you guys said about the showcase tenfold, but adding on top of that now having this. Case- capability that we could take to events and this is a great takeaway for anybody listening is that everything that we produced for you guys last week as a company for a show are all enhancements that you can you know now work into your theme your vibe your energy digitally um and on a virtual platform to help you know people that can't you know make the party they can virtually be simulcasted or virtual candle lightings or having a a virtual snippet of your montage be worked in uh you know virtual grand entrances virtual outros so, I mean, we really did open up a whole new can of worms in a very good way in the entertainment industry. And on top of that, what I love is that kind of our mission statement, you know, ever since Explosive Entertainment kind of got started is that we're always pushing and raising the bar. You know, I love seeing now like going on my Facebook and going on Instagram and, and all my social outlets and with other, you know, reputable companies and other reputable talents that are out there, they're kind of taking, you know, this idea and, and putting their own twist on it and running with it. So I love that we're fueling the industry with all these great tools as well, too. So it, it's definitely opened up a lot of uh, a great opportunity for both clients and, and also the industry to level up. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Jordan, did you get your, your point in? I got my point. I'm good. Uh, okay. We, we, definitely, on. we definitely don't want you to feel like your voice wasn't heard. Um, okay. So I think the next bit that that we again open format and i'm kind of getting back-end texts like they're not even commenting but back-end text um what can our clients now that things are more normal like this adjustment is more normal i had a couple clients reach out to me and say what can we do now to start effectively planning for our celebration i want to take that one and it was amy rubel two weeks ago on this podcast if i remember that use the advice of working backwards. Yeah. You know, there's certain things you cannot be doing because of the COVID-19, but there's certain things you can be doing. And maybe working backwards will save you a lot of time in the long run. So putting together your guest list now, even if the party is six months away, it's a, it's an item on your to-do list. You might as well get it done. Um, you could always tweak later. Um, any, you know, design elements, you know, get as much done as possible. Um, you know, the, the wedding that I was speaking to yesterday, they love the whole online planner. I actually did a whole tutorial with them on zoom about the online planning tool that we use, which we also use for mitzvahs, of course. And why not log in now and start thinking about your candle lighting songs and start thinking about fill out the trivia forms. I mean, these are things that aren't going to change. And, you know, when the floodgates open and we are allowed out, we're going to be so excited to be out. Nobody's going to want to be tied to a computer filling out forms. So, 
when you're stuck home, and I think it's supposed to rain this entire weekend, which bums me out, take advantage of the rainy days stuck home and, and be proactive. It's great. It, it's oh, great. Jordan, what can, what can clients do right now to start planning, use this time to their advantage? Yeah, so I'm actually going to go a little bit simpler. Jamie and I just got off of a, a virtual call uh, with a client from North Carolina that we're developing a mitzvah for uh, this morning. And let me tell you, it was... It wasn't even so much about the planning aspect. It wasn't, you know, like we talked about timeline a little bit. We talked about the idea, the theme, the vibe, but it was just to see us as people, to see that this whole pandemic hadn't, you know, ridden us, you know, with like big burly beers going, like we looked like human beings and like we were still in high spirits. And I think the family was just looking for a conversation, like just to have somebody to talk to. Like this time has been such a crazy time for everybody to be locked in their homes and kind of away from the social aspect of life that they just appreciated a good conversation and people getting them pumped for their party, talking about music a little bit. So I think uh, my big piece of advice is to be visible and be vocal and put yourself out there for your clients. Say, hey, listen, you know, we got plenty of time to rock and roll, but let's just get on a virtual call. Let, let's talk a little bit. Let's go over some ideas, some some vibes you guys were kind of thinking of. Get them excited. If they can see that you're excited and then that energy goes, the rest is going to happen, you know, uh, pretty much on its own, you know? That, that's that's great. And I had a very similar experience um, where a family just called me and I was expecting them to want to talk all kinds of shop about their event coming up in October. Right. And they were just like, actually, I'm just calling to hear your voice. I, yeah. I, I just, you know, I, I want to know that you're you're still alive and that you're doing well. And that level of care is really important. Um, yeah. So I love that. Um, my take on it is I think that a lot of families get very overwhelmed. Uh, with the planning process. Agreed. And uh, one of the best pieces, it might not be the best piece of advice, but a piece of advice that sticks with me all the time is the quickest way to eat an elephant. And, and by no means do we endorse eating elephants, but the quickest <laughs> way to, to I mean. uh, tackle a big project like eating an elephant is one bite at a time. So, you it's know, combine down that road. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that expression before. Really? Really? Uh, all right. Maybe, hey, maybe hey, he's a professor, right? Don't ever question him, Michael. He's apparently this so. so I think that if you take the one step at a time approach and do your candle lighting and then know that you can always go back and revise it, that's 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 where I'm getting at. Take one bite at a time, and before you know it, you're gonna be you know pretty far along. Well, um, I, I want to piggyback one giant tip is sure. montages. I montages seem to be the bane of most people's planning. They are disgusted with the amount of time it takes to sort through years and years and years of photos, um, then narrow them down to you know roughly a hundred pictures. Um, the families that want to take on the uh, heroic task of making their own montage realize that they're stuck in front of a computer for 10, 12, 20 hours, whatever, doing the editing. Why not do it now? You know, you could always add, you know, the last five pictures over time but you know the the photos from 12 years ago aren't changing so start the baby pictures get them now i mean i i did a uh, a montage of my daughter that you guys all i think saw on, on facebook and you know it was actually kind of eye-opening and funny for me because i made a montage of the last 30 days and it had over 100 pictures and it was four minutes long think about the amount of photos that we all have now because of iphones so the last 30 days, I made a four-minute montage. Now you got to have the chore of selecting 
pictures over 12 years, 13 years. So a huge thing that I keep telling myself I'm going to do, and I need to start taking my own advice is now start. My daughter's only five. So maybe the task isn't too terrible. Now pick my best pictures of year one, put them in a folder, best of year two, three, four, and five. And if I could stay up on this, when she becomes 13, it's not going to be as difficult of a task. Right. It's so crazy to think about it like that. Like, but if you do break it down that way, like, it, it, I mean, you'll save yourself like so much time and so much headache. But it's crazy to think that you have to do like year after year. This is like you got to like make time to do that. But yeah, it's definitely a good way to do it. Well, take take advantage of again the rainy days and being right. you know, quarantined and do it now instead of uh, you know. Hopefully, we're all free and out of our houses in September and. You know, is this really what you want to be doing on Labor Day weekend? No, you want to be out barbecuing with right. your friends and celebrating. You don't want to be, you know, going through photos. And Dale, uh, before, before you jump into your next topic, we got a, a bunch of people in here, man. Uh, Sean McKee, Jay Keats, uh, Mike Siegel, shout out. Thanks, guys, for watching. Uh, don't forget, guys, if you are digging what we're saying, drop a comment, drop something in the in our, our little conversation box here. We want to hit that topic and, and jump into it. Yeah, absolutely. It totally helps us out because um, this is produced for the masses. It's yeah. uh, produced for you guys. So um, I think that the one thing that I I've been telling families that have been working with me personally is don't be a stranger. And right now I have more available faced FaceTime. All right. I have more available time for you than I've had in the past because I'm not traveling right? I'm not spending all my time in the car. Um, I'm not spending all my time, you know, moving this thing to this thing. So I think that it's really important to understand that right now as entertainers, as an entertainment company with us not doing events on the weekends, we've been able to navigate our time and utilize it differently where I'm now able to give more time to the families that are actually interested in getting started now. Right. So my piece of advice is if you have time and I have time, Let's use that time together, even if it's just saying hi or what's up. So that's that's kind of my thought on it. Um, I don't know what you guys think about, about the time. I mean, Mike, you might have a, a different opinion on it, as you also have to teach kindergarten right now uh, with Haven. But Hey, I'm happy to take the phone calls and get away from the basic math. Shout out to the teachers, man, doing their thing. <laughs> um, okay. So we'll shift now because we covered a, a – you know a few different things. And, and now we're coming towards our, our last marker. Um, and we do have a question from a, a viewer in live and this is an industry. Uh, yeah, an industry what up? Um, and I think he's referring to, is it a hard sell online? Right. Um, whether it be a virtual showcast or a virtual party, is it a hard sell? And my initial thoughts, and you guys are going to dive into it. My initial thought is it was hard and it's going to be less hard coming out of this. All right. More people are involved with Zoom, involved with streaming, involved with webcams and microphones and the technology side of it, that the ease of use uh, and that barrier has been lifted. And how mm -hmm. high end is now being produced. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like everybody's coming across this platform, um, you know, with super high quality content, which is awesome. So it makes the look, the sound um, top notch. I also think that it's, it's easy um, based on how much you're out there. So for somebody like me, like I'm, I'm, I'm DJing virtually a lot, you know, and I'm, I'm out and, you know, kind of keeping myself sane, but also playing to the people. So I think the more opportunity people have to see you and see your personality, see your vibe and your energy, 
it's that much easier to book. I have a, a, a birthday party virtually this, this Saturday that I got from somebody just jumping onto the channel being like, Oh my God, you know, my wife's, uh, you know, 39th is coming up and we're obviously going to be inside. Can you do this for me? So I think just putting yourself out there and being, uh, being the hub as Nate Nelson likes to call it and making people kind of put the eyes on you and say, Hey, look, this is, you know, how I can, you know, you know, turn this situation up, make everybody have a good time, have an awesome time. That's going to go real far. They're going to see that and, and see that it's real. And they're going to want you. I, I don't think that we do anything that's really a hard sell per se. I think that, you know, our mantra really is to just be true to ourselves, be human, uh, to educate. And, you know, we're not forcing any product or service down anybody's throat. We're suggesting beneficial ideas. And if they go for it, great. If they don't, you know, we've got other ideas. We've got other tools in the pocket. And I also think this is a testament to our website, Mike. And my hat's off to you because I know you produce a, a, a good amount of our website on the back end. Um, but our, our company is very bookable from our website. So, you know, I think that having great media and a great presence online um, making your, your brand yourself, whether you're a multi-op or you're a single op, um, making yourself as bookable as possible digitally will go a long way. So take a look at your website, see what's coming up on the first fold. Um, you know, what people are seeing when they click on your site see, check out your site on a mobile phone because it might look different. Make sure it's responsive all the way through that they're seeing all the hot content the same way they would do on a desktop versus a cell phone. So hats off to you, Mikey. I think you really made our booking process easy from our, 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 uh, our website process too. Thank you. Thank you. So I, let's let's tie that in um, because I think that it's important for our, our clients to know that resources like that are important. What does the website say about the company that you're working with, whether it's us or whether it's uh, another company or another state that has another company? I mean, I think that it's important to 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 know what you're looking at here. Um, so what is the vibe that you're getting from the website? And does that translate well when you're talking to them in an email or phone call? Uh, are they presenting themselves in a way that you would be proud of to represent your celebration? Thoughts? Um, I'm going to again refer to my wedding appointment last night. And she mentioned a photographer who I'd never heard of before. Um, while on the phone, I went to her website and the website was amazing. So what I want to basically preach to our clients for is, again, in downtime, what are you doing? Go, go research your own companies that you're working with. See pictures of things that they've done that you really like and pictures of things that you know maybe you're not so into. And, and even this morning, a uh, planner that we do a lot of work with messaged me and said, hey, Mike, um, my client was going through your website. And she really likes the uh, Connect Four basketball uh, and she likes the ski ball. It fits the theme. You know, Can you price these things out? Now, if she didn't take the time to go to our website, she wouldn't have known that we offer these things. And maybe that's one of our biggest challenges as a company is to tell the world everything that we do. So as a client, you got to do a little bit of digging yourself because it, it, it would be pretty obnoxious of us to just sit here and just spout out everything that we offer. So and, um, and it becomes overwhelming too, Mikey, you know, that the same thing. Yeah. Spoken, we don't want people getting nervous of our service and being like, whoa, this is a lot, you know? Right. Yeah. So, so again, you know, going back to the previous question is what should a client be doing in this time? Research your own vendors. See if they've got new services on their website. You know, check out their Instagram. Um, I, I was blown away when I saw this particular photographer's website because she listed all the venues. It, it had beautiful pictures, portraits of 
the brides and grooms, but then it also listed these venues. And I knew as an educated buyer, I knew just looking at these venues, wow, she's working in all the right places. And I could tell that the artwork itself was modern, contemporary, well edited. So, you know, I got a good feeling right there. And I said to her, I'm like, you, you found yourself a great photographer, even though I don't know them, you found yourself a great photographer. And uh, I think that again, uh, uh, clients should be doing that right now. Right. So <clears throat> one of my, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the things that I've written down on my other screen that I wanted to hit is something that happened to me earlier today. And it ties in perfectly with your photographer idea. Um, something that a client can be doing right this second is um, it is possible and we would hate to see it happen, but it will happen to one, two, five, ten of you that when you, if and when you have to change your date, you are, um, one of your vendors might not be available. And this, this family that reached out to me this morning said, our photographer is not available. Who do you recommend? And the big part about it, and I know we've done a podcast. I think it was called Playing Nice in the Sandbox. Yeah. But one of the big things that I love is when families and clients ask me who I like working with. Because number one, I know they're they're good at their job. Number two, I know they're going to do well by you. And number three, they work well with me. So out of the gate and out of the and right out of the shoot, I already have a relationship with them. But then you say, well, what happens if we pick a photographer or a venue that you've never worked with that's okay uh i think that any reputable professional is ready and willing to work with anyone you put up but here's something that you can do right this second as a client open up the line of communication it's called a it's called a warm open or or a soft open where you email me or email your vendor and copy the other vendor and say hey i'd love you to introduce you to blank blank they're looking forward to working with you. And then what we do as professionals and what most uh, really, really high level companies will do is they'll then reach out and say, hey, this is what we do. What do you guys do? And that builds that connection and that relationship. We shouldn't be strangers to any of your vendors before your event. Fair? Agreed. Great yeah. point. Really great point. Um, and look, whoo. This podcast is, is funny because we're doing a lot of back and forth between industry tips and then client tips. And I think the big thing to take away here for the clients is this time right now is valuable. Let's use it to our advantage. Yes. Hey, um, hey Dylan. Yeah. I've been seeing a lot of banquet facilities offering takeout food. Oh, my and God, Mike. You're literally just hitting. Read the, read the comment box. I'm like, I got one. You're going right on it, Mikey. Venues are getting smart. Hit this. This is great. Well, listen, the, the – Desperate times for de call for desperate measure. And you've got banquet facilities that are not working right now, but maybe still employing chefs and maybe they have inventory. Frequent your facility as a client. You know, you want to try the food at Orem and, you know. Maybe you do a test, a taste testing. Yeah, but Orem is just, you know, our home away from home and Freehold and, and Palms Plaza, you know, over in Old Bridge. Both are doing these incredible takeout meals. Why not do it? Instead of going to shop, right? Nobody wants to walk into these big you know, stores anyway. Why don't you get dinner for the next two, three days and go visit your facility? You know, They will appreciate the humanness of you showing up. Um, they would appreciate you know, any little revenue income that they could get at the time. And it does give you an opportunity to sample something. You, maybe you're going to try something that they made that you didn't even see on the menu at the time. And now you're like, wow, I, I absolutely need that you know, at my party. 
I love that Mike is in my brain right now. And it's weird. It never happens. Very scary. You know, swear on my life. Spot on. It's great. We Stop. never we do that. We do this like once every six months. So I'm, I'm I like that we got to do it virtually today. Well, Mikey, if you want to piggyback that with the industry for all the industry people watching and checking that out too, take that one step further. You have a, a venue that you work hand in hand with. It's a great way to come up with a collaborative push towards your clients. Be like, hey, let me help you get the word out on your food. You know, if they do have the ability to do like curbside pickup or, you know, pair with like your local vendors. And this is how, you know, maybe you can get yourself onto a recommended vendor list. This is how you can, you know, do a little bit more work with the other vendors that are going to be selling you to these clients when we get back. Right. You know, and a lot of photographers right now are doing the, uh, the, what is it, the stoop photos, I think they're being called or, you know, uh, distancing themselves and they're, yeah. they're showing up at your house, you know, from eight feet away, they're taking a family picture. Um, Barry Corbin, who I know was logged on earlier. I don't know if he's still on. Um, he was doing this and doing it for charity. So he would go to somebody's house, take their family pictures and ask for some money. I don't know how much ask for some money for that, but instead that money is going to a charity. And awesome. that is a great way to not only donate to a charity and get family pictures, but now if Barry Corbin were your photographer, you and him just connected on another level, just like, you know, what Dylan was talking about, you know, having the phone call with his clients and, you know, shopping at Orem or shopping at Palms Plaza for your food, you're taking your um, relationship to the next level. And you get big bonus points as a client. Maybe I'll want to leave you on this. You get big bonus points as a client when you become the friend of your vendor, you know, not the enemy. If you were the, if you're the client that calls and nags all the time and makes a million changes and is always asking for, you know, a dollar off everything, you're less likely to get more out of that vendor. But if you are shopping the vendor, promoting the vendor, you know, utilizing them for other services that they're offering, especially in times like this, they would probably bend over backwards when your party comes along. We love cheerleaders. Yep. Straight up. Straight up. Uh, that That is that is good stuff. Um, really so good. We are on our time marker. We try to keep it to about 30 minutes on these podcasts. Um, so any last minute thoughts, people, before we close this thing down? I like – I want to – Next week, I know we got a great show. We had a couple of cool ideas lined up. We were kind of talking about it back and forth here on the chat, which has been really, really cool. Um, I do know that there are other opportunities. If you guys are looking to just have some fun and, and turn up a little bit, make sure you keep your eyes on the Explosive Entertainment pages, our private social pages. If you guys want some great music, great vibes, great energy, you know, our, our crew here at Explosive on, on our own and together have all been putting uh, some really great mixes out. Our Mixcloud channel has been pumping and rocking. That's great if you're not on that uh, channel yet, definitely uh, subscribe to our Mixcloud channel and page. It's totally free, and there's a whole bunch of great mixes. Dylan, you just uploaded one. Uh, I have one that, that that's out there that's rocking and rolling. Mike, your new one's up there too. So uh, plenty of music for you guys to listen to and keeping the uh, positive energy rolling. Yep. Mike, close it down. I don't have any words of wisdom to close it out with, so I'm just going to simply say – Stay well, wash your hands, do the right thing, and we'll all get through this very, very soon. Episode 58 coming to a close. Thank you, guys. Dylan's washing his hands for those of you who have been great outro, that sounds. And we're out. There you go. <laughs> well done, everybody.